106.7 FM and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com and featuring all that's best from the King of Instruments. This is Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstenholm. Welcome to Community Keyboards and the second of our August programmes in which we feature an artist in concert on either pipes or electronics. And on this occasion, not one, but two guests at the console of the ex-Oldham Gormont Wurlitzer, now in the superb Victoria Hall at Saltair near Shipley. Well, David Lowe and Declan Poole entertained the audience there a few weeks ago, and with kind permission of both artists, our microphones were able to record some of the concert from a seat in the auditorium perspective. So, throughout this programme, we'll hear the sounds of the mighty Wurlitzer, along with, a little later during the intermission, as it were, a catch-up once again with Andy Carville, who has another listener dilemma with home keyboard playing. First off, here's Declan then to bring into view the three-manual 12-rank Wurlitzer with Cabaret. Thank you. 
great choice of music there from the 2015 UK Theatre Organist of the Year, Declan Poole, concluding with Sambalina. Now, of course, before the Wurlitzer was in the Victoria Hall at Saltaire, for several years it resided in the Ritz Ballroom at Brick House. And it was there that organist Len Rawl, MBE, made a recording in 2003. And actually, Len will be the guest for the COS at Saltaire in August. So let's have a listen to the Wurlitzer at Brick House with Andrew Lloyd Webber's Memory from Cats.
Len Rawl at the then three-manual ten-rank Wurlitzer in the Ritz Ballroom at Brighouse. Well, do stay with me after the break as we join David Lowe at the console back at Saltaire. You're listening to Community Keyboards on Oldham Community Radio 99.7 FM with Ian Wollstoneholm.
An appreciative audience there for David Lowe at the Saltaire Wurlitzer recently, featuring his American medley, including Chicago, How About You, California, Here I Come, Moonlight in Vermont, My Kind of Town Chicago Is, I Left My Heart in San Francisco, and New York, New York, and a couple of Latin American favourites, Summer Samba, sometimes known as So Nice, and Kangarooga. Well, thanks again to both David and Declan and to the Northern District of the Cinema Organ Society for allowing us to record those highlights for the programme. Now, I must offer my slightly belated congratulations to Robert Wolfe, who's embarked on his, well, technically 41st season, but for obvious reasons of Covid closed down last year, 40th year, as resident organist at the Thurston Collection in Norfolk. Here's Robert at the Wurlitzer there at full throttle with the Cactus Polka. Robert Wolfe entertaining the crowds for four decades now at the Thursford Wurlitzer, and hopefully many more to come. Back after the break. Featuring all its best from the King of Instruments on Community Keyboards with Ian Wollstoneholm.
and welcoming you back to Community Keyboards, Richard Hills and Cole Porter's Just One of Those Things played on the 4 Manual 37 rank Wurlitzer in the Detroit Senate Theatre from a live recording made at the 2016 ATOS Cleveland Convention. I included that to encourage you to have a look, if you haven't already done so, at the excellent series of videos on YouTube under the heading of the ATOS Unconventional Convention, and which you can view at www.atos.org. And it features, amongst others, Zach Frame, Jelani Eddington, and a superb double feature on David Shepard's 422 Compton organ here in the UK, with both Simon Gledhill and Richard Hills in concert, plus a very informative bonus feature on the rare Compton Melatone unit used to great effect on this instrument, with my good friend John Leeming explaining some of the intricacies of it. It really is fascinating viewing if you get a few minutes. Okay, let's move away from pipes for the next part of the programme, as we welcome back Andy Carville, who's set to try to resolve another listener playing problem, and additionally, Andy has also sent over this jazz arrangement of green sleeves exclusively for the program which he's recorded on his Korg PA1000 keyboard.
Yes, Ian. Well, today's topic on Ask Andy uh, has actually come from a Mr. Harris, um, who sent in a question which uh, which basically reads, I'm having great difficulty understanding seventh chords and always seem to get them mixed up. Sometimes they just sound wrong, which I'm sure is me um, not playing them correctly. Uh, can you help? Well, it's another big topic, actually, Ian, I have to say. So so here's a, just a few words of advice about seventh chords. Um, the first thing to say is there's many different types of seventh chords, and some of them are obscure ones. You've got a diminished seventh chord and an augmented seventh chord. There's even something called a harmonic seventh chord, which is a very rare thing, but, but they're all out there. But I'm just going to deal today with the two main types of seventh chord and they split down into two different categories they're either called major seventh chords or dominant seventh chords you may not have heard this phrase dominant seventh because actually usually when they're written in sheet music they're just written as a seventh so it might just say g7 or c7 or b flat seven um and then the major seventh chord tends to be written as F major, M-A-J seven. Or sometimes, a bit obscure, This sometimes you just see a little triangle and that means a major seventh. So it might say F triangle seven. And that also means major seventh as well. They're the two main types of seventh chords and how we work those out. So there's a little bit of theory going on here. And so I hope I don't make this too complicated. But a basic major chord. So if we're just talking about C chord, C major chord, to give it its proper title, it's made up of the first note of the major scale the third note of the major scale and the fifth note of the major scale so if we look at a, a major scale of c the notes are c that's the first the second note is d which we don't need we need the third note which is e the fourth note is f which we don't need and the fifth note is g so the the c chord is made up of the c which is the first note the E, which is the third note, and the G, which is the fifth note. So that's your basic major chord. Now, if I want to turn those into a, one of these two types of seventh chords, I just add another note into that. So how do I do that? Well, the major seventh chord, which is a, not quite as often used as the dominant seventh chord, is actually very simple to do. And as the name is sort of hinting at, when I add a major seventh, I just take the seventh note of the scale. So if I look at C major scale, it's C, D, E, F, G, A, B. And that's the seventh note. So to my C, E, and G, I just add a B note. And that's a major seventh chord. Now, it gets a little bit confusing because when you just see, um, when you just look at the music and it's written as a G7, you think you actually add the seventh note of the chord, but you don't. And to make a dominant seventh chord, you have to flatten that seventh note. So if I go back to the, the example of C that I was using there, um, a C dominant seventh, commonly known as just C7, is 
C, E, G, and that B note, which is used to make the major seventh, becomes a B flat note. So it's a little bit confusing about the seventh because what you see written as C7, you would tend to think you just add the seventh, but you don't. You add a flattened seventh into that chord. And the major seventh, you use just the seventh note of the scale. Now, these chords do different sort of jobs. And uh, to deal with a major seventh chord first, it's quite a sophisticated sound. You hear lots of major sevenths in music, for example, by the Carpenters. They use lots of major seventh sounds and even lots of old standards, tunes like Misty, uh, that sort of genre of music. Sort of gentle jazz, for want of a better phrase, uses these really nice major sevenths chords, which sound very sophisticated. The dominant seventh, which is just a reminder again, is just written as a seven. So it could be a C7, um, is a sort of different type of sound. And it's actually a bit of a harder sort of sound. Uh, it's a bit more jazzy in a way. And the reason it's called dominant, I always think of it like this. A dominant seventh chord is actually quite bossy. <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, um, very early music, I'm going back centuries now, tended just to use major and minor sort of sounds. And as music developed, we developed an ear for slightly more dissonant, in other words, slightly harder off-sounding tones. And that seventh, that flattened seventh, actually gives you that harder, jazzier, bossy sort of sound and it tends to push you around a little bit and it usually resolves to just a just a major chord getting a bit technical now um so i don't want to go too deep into that but think of major sevenths as sweet sounding sophisticated carpenters a dominant seven which is just written as just a seven as a harder edged jazzier sort of sound so they are the two sort of key types of seventh chords, major seven and dominant seven, which is always written just as a seven. Um, one thing, just just in, in final, a final point here, we're going to deal with a minor seventh. And actually, this is really easy because you perhaps know this, but we talked at the beginning there about a major chord just being made up of the first note, the third note, and the fifth note. And to make that a minor chord, all you do is flatten the third note. So I'm using my C example again. So the first note is C, the third note is E, the fifth note is G. I just take the E and flatten it. And to make a minor seventh chord, Let's let's just take the dominant example first. So I'll go C, E, G, B flat. And all I do again is flatten the third note. So let me take that E, flatten it, and that becomes a C minor 7 as the dominant variety. And yes, it is a bit of a sort of mixed uh, title, to say the least, but you can have a minor major 7 chord. <laughs> so, so let's take a, a major seventh, C, E, G, and B, and all we do is flatten that third, and you've got a minor 
major seventh chord. Now, you'll recognize that sound. You tend to hear it in spy movies a lot. You perhaps hear it in the Pink Panther theme. It's a slightly weird-sounding chord. It isn't used very often, but it is. there is such a thing. But it's just following the simple rule that to make any chord minor, you flatten the third note. Just uh, one thing to touch on very briefly. It doesn't matter which inversion of the chord you use. I've been talking about all of these, these chords in what we call root position. So I've put the C at the bottom of all my examples that I've just been talking about. If you play your, your uh, C chord as a G, C and E, for example, which is a, the same notes, just in a different order, we still still do exactly the same thing. So if you play G, C, and E, and add a B note, you've made that a major seventh chord. Move the B down to the B flat, you've made it a dominant seventh chord. Flatten the third, and you've made either of them a minor version of those chords. Sounds a bit technical, that. But I hope that clarifies some of the issues for, uh, for Mr. Harris there. And those are the two types of seventh chords which you see the most. Dealing with all the types of seventh chords is a major topic, and I'll be talking <laughs> on the, here on the phone for about two hours about that. <laughs> but uh, but we, don't want to, we don't want to do that. So I, I hope that helps. I'm sure, Andy, Mr. Harris will be... Um that much more wise now you always have this uncanny knack of making the complex much more understandable and thank you for sharing your time and talents with us here on the program and uh, helping our listeners it's my great pleasure as always and i hope that's useful super we'll uh, we'll see you next time thanks andy thanks very much bye now on air at 99.7 fm and online at oldhamcommunityradio.com this is community keyboards with ian wollstoneholm well, now, earlier I mentioned the Compton Melatone and thought that we could end this edition with an example of the ethereal sound it produces, particularly when used in combination with the tibias and vox humanas of, in this case, the ex-ABC Ritz Nuneaton Compton installed in the excellent acoustic of the St John the Vianney Church in Clay Hall. This is Mark Laughlin at the console.
Mark Laughlin and The Water is Wide on the Clayhole Compton plus Melatone. And if you'd like to see Mark live in concert, he'll be appearing at the Peel Green Heritage Centre Compton in Eccles on Wednesday the 25th of August at 1pm. And our earlier guest, Declan Poole, will be at the same venue one week earlier, August the 18th. Details of all those concerts on the Lancastrian Theatre Organ Trust website at www.ltot.org.uk. And that's all we have time for on this programme. Don't forget you can listen again to anything you might have missed by going to the oldhamcommunityradio.com player or catch up via the programme's podcast at anchor.fm forward stroke community keyboards, which is also available from your usual podcast provider. Uh, To keep up to date with news and information in between shows, do head over to our Facebook page or the programme's website at www.communitykeyboards.simplesite.com. For the moment, this is Ian Wilson Home saying thanks very much for listening. Take care, all the best, and bye-bye.